for the ESPC uh, Podcast Network, where every single podcast has a purpose and an outcome. It has a, every single podcast is a business meeting where we're using the highest, best use of our time to make money. There's a recession coming. Uh, inflation is already here. I have an MBA. I have securities licenses. I have clients that worth $50 million. But you always have to have three or four revenue streams. And sports fans, I've been watching sports my whole life. So it can't be idle time. You have to be able to monetize that time. At the same time, you have to be able to keep your mind sharp and make good business decisions 24-7. Look at the amber... Heard, I call her Amber Turd, right? Because she shit on, on uh, Johnny Depp's side of the bed when they got divorced. And Johnny Depp, they're both broke right now. They're both, uh, probably Scott and I have a higher net worth than they do right now because they're, Johnny Depp owes $40 million. That shows you, even with our relationship, how you have to make good, solid decisions. I have that book back there, uh, red and yellow, right? Uh, decision science. That's a method used by Fortune 50 companies to make decisions. Elon Musk, that's in Twitter or not, he used decision science. All right, get ready for the SBC uh, podcast yeah. network, where every single yeah. podcast. There we go. Getting rid of the other streams. So we stream everywhere, right? Because everywhere there's a client listening. There's people, you know, that we network with. So to that end, you use decision science, right? You use business and financial concepts in order to make decisions. You go through the whole process and we teach it here because we're open and we learn from the people listening and people listening learn from us. So. In this podcast, Horse Racing True Crime, we built a narrative, which each podcast uh, builds on the previous podcast. And then we connect the dots to learn about humanity, right? People are watching that trial, including myself and my wife at night. We watch the Amber Turd trial. Um, my wife and I are... Uh, are registered expert witnesses. I'm in for the restaurant industry in San Diego. I'm registered as a, an expert, expert witness for the restaurant industry and business. 
My wife is registered as an expert witness for psychotherapy, right? In the or Orange County courts. The reason I bring that up is because we bring that insight, right? We watch all these crime shows, investigation discovery, and what we do with uh, horse racing through crime is we give you information that's not given on other podcasts to bring it together, and even the horse racing industry. Uh, talking to Scott today, and then other people message me. They're like, oh, uh, things you talk about the horse racing agency, I don't see it in any other show, any other message board, right? Because I'm looking at it from a different angle. I don't know anything about horse racing. I just, 50 years old, I've lived a lot of life. So at this point, I have to relearn some things about society and nature and sociology, right? In Russia, they don't have sociology at all. Authoritarian company. So that's a that's a luxury, right? We get in a capitalist country to have socialism, right? Into uh, sociology, not socialism. We we go capitalist. Now within capitalism, one of the main tenets of capitalism is you collaborate, collaboration. Because if you try to do stuff on your own, which you can, a lot of brilliant people do stuff on their own. But if you do so, right, you might be missing up on a benefit of collaborating. Elon Musk brought in the guy from Oracle, Ellison, brought in Mark Andreessen, brought in Peter Thiel on his Twitter venture because he understands the richest man in the world understands that you got a better chance of being successful if you collaborate, some people see things with different eyes, different angles. Now, diverse companies make 46% more free cash flow, which is the most important statistic through diversity. And diversity is just not race or gender or disability or socioeconomic, it's region, it's age. So we have that in this podcast and people we network with on the podcast. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, which I think this is her, Bob Baffert, and it's coming out to light. Next week, we'll do Bob Baffert. After that, we'll do Linda Rice. And then we'll do the Belmont Stakes or the pre that's owned by the Stronich family, which is part of the Prime podcast. I encourage everybody to to listen to each and listen how each builds upon each other and do your own research on a lot of stuff we say, because one of the underlying tenets of this podcast is that the truth is a lot stranger than fiction. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the room. I don't know anything about horse racing. Scott knows a lot more about horse racing than this. And we're collaborating on Kentucky Derby picks. Last year, with the same system, we gave you two out of three um, triple crown races. And what we consider a win, I'll define it. You said, remember, uh, it was this year, the year before, we got a lot of messages. Oh, that wasn't a win. This is a win. You boxed the horse. And I'm like, yeah, I boxed the horse. And I'm calling it a winner because 
out of the total bets that I put in, I came out with a profit. So a win is considered a profit on a race, on those two minutes you're watching this race. So we are uh, collaborating to give you the Kentucky Derby winner. So we got Scott up there in New England. Thank you, Scott, for collaborating, adding diversity, helping me pick the Kentucky Derby and break it down. And we're gonna tie in elements that we learned through the true crime, right? Yeah. The murder of Bonnie and no, Barry and Honey Sherman, right? Yeah. And we talk about that and the different connections kind of bleeds into picking these horses. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ecstatic to do uh, this. Um, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more, but, but keep in mind, what you see for odds on Tuesday, on Monday when they give them is going to be totally different on some of these horses than what you are seeing on Saturday. So as, as Josh had said, Taba, who was a 12 to one on Monday, Tuesday has already been bet by me to win place or show because now he's down to eight to one. So you're and losing money. It's still 12 to one. So yeah. that's why you want to shop around. So that's yeah. right there. It's uh, right. spoiler alert. We'll go through them, Tabby. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. yep. And he and he is going to be probably five to one by the time the derby uh, goes off. Right. So you're losing money if you don't bet him now. You're losing money come right. come derby. Day. So that that's yeah yeah that's the thing. You have to look at the odds at the beginning. Listen to people. They talk about it, look at your own research and bet it. Taba will be down to eight to probably five to one by the time the Derby kicks off. He's going to be one of the favorites for sure. He's raced two times. He's won twice. He's right. won both races. So that type of horse, a lot of people will gravitate to. Somebody like a Zandon who's a three to one right now, it's not a good bet. You're not winning much money off of, off of, uh, a hundred dollar bet, ten dollar bet, whatever it may be, you're not winning any money. Yeah, we're getting into it, right? So you're not, you're getting to a good point, right? Uh, how to handicap a race? Yes. Talk about handicapping the race, and then we'll circle back to use a term from. Um, uh, I heard a lot of people say circle back, but the ones that's been saying circle back a lot has been the spokesman for uh, Biden. I forgot her name. She's going to CNBC. But you know, oh, uh, Saki, Jen Saki. Saki. Let's yeah. circle back. We'll circle back to Tavia. Because Tavia, to me, is fascinating. When I got into this, trying to learn horse racing, yep. one to another, and I'm like, okay, let's do a true crime podcast. Uh, it's fascinating how everything goes down in the money involved, right? Yeah. Yep. Really, 21 years. Um, as a business concierge, I don't call it business consultants because 90% of business consultants suck. So I say concierge when I go into a business or somebody goes, Josh, can you help me negotiate my salary? And I've become the hero. One just simple thing that I learned from a very wealthy Jewish guy who used to come to the restaurant and give me just free advice. I'll take it. You're not supposed to give unsolicited advice. I will take unsolicited advice. No question. If he's Jewish, Greek, whatever, uh, just a regular white guy, 
whatever independently wealthy person just giving you free advice at your restaurant. I'll take it. Monday is what he said is oh with this is 21 years ago. This is before the GDP is 30 trillion dollars, right? For the United States, it's a hundred and thirty-nine trillion dollar market. Mm-hmm. And always charge triple. Josh on this menu, raise the prices by three times. Right? I didn't do it. I should have done it. I did raise prices, you know, new things I've run in the menu. Because the very small menu, they're skyrocketing the prices and people paid them. Right? So always charge triple. And I'll prove it to you with the numbers in the horse race history in the and in this podcast. So overall, how do you pick any race, but especially the Kentucky Derby? Is you lop off almost from the beginning. You can box them in something, one, two, three, but you lop off the favorite. The favorite only wins 20% of the time. So you exactly. give yourself an 80% probability. And you can still put in that horse and put them in a box, right? So explain right. what a box is. So box is basically what when I bet, I bet a trifecta box. And that's you put three horses and you box it, which means they can come in in any way, right. first, second, third. If you just do, say, uh, 3, 10, and 15, and don't box it, they have to finish that way for you to win your bet. Right. So boxing gives you multiple options. If you do 3, 10, 16 in a box, it could finish 10, 16, 3. It could finish 16, 3, 10. It doesn't matter how they finish the top three, and it has to be top three. You can't box in the fifth, sixth, seventh place finishes. It has to be first, second, third. Win, place, show, in other words. And when you box it, you're paying a dollar. Like I pay either a dollar or two dollars. You end up spending a one dollar trifecta box costs you six dollars. A two dollar trifecta box costs you twelve dollars. So it costs you more money and you win half of what, what they finish. So if you pick, again, 3, 10, 16, and that comes in 16, 10, 3, and you box it, you win half of what the trifecta will pay out. So if it pays out, if it pays out 250 bucks, you'll win 125 because you boxed it. So you win 50% of your money. You win 50% of the money. But again, you make a profit because you're paying $6 to win 125, which is is always great. Yeah, so the trifecta is you pick three horses. Yep. The three horses can finish first, second, or third. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and that's favorite, which it might be, right? You put them in in a trifecta, and that's what I'm doing. I'm putting them in, and for those scoring at home, <laughs> oh, are you calling this a win? For those scoring at home, it's a trifecta. Right? Yes. I'll tell you the horses that I'm putting in. Yes. Exactly. You know. And that's the best. That's how I. Best for Tavia to win. Right, and that's how and that's how I bet. Last year, I picked four horses, and I put a win place a show in on those four horses. And then I did three trifecta boxes on the Derby. Why did I do that? Because that gives you a little bit more money. So, say the four horses you pick are three, twelve, fifteen, ten. Those are the top four, or three, ten, six, fifteen. Okay. okay? And you put in win place or show tickets. 
if three of those four horses come in top three, you have three winning bets right away, right away. And then if you do three, six, 15 and a trifactor and you box it, and those are the top three horses, you win another ticket. So out of the five or six bets that you've placed, you've won at least four tickets. That's a profitable day. And that's what I'm, what I always look at when I do this. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. Some people, I've heard of some people in a 20 horse race that will win place or show all 20 horses, all 20 horses. You're probably not going to make profit on that type of betting. You got to keep your mind sharp. What you want to do. Yeah. uh, Profit. So what I do is I, I, Derby day comes the post, uh, not Derby day, the post positions were drawn on Monday. I write down the horses and their post positions. And then I basically start taking out horses. Like I took out the one horse, Mo Donegal. Why did I take him out? Because he's on the rail. He's going to get passed by a lot of horses and have to come from 15 lengths back to win the race. I don't think, I don't think any horse is going to do that. So I've already ruled him out talented horse, but I've already taken him out because of that fact. Plus there's going to be a lot of dirt get kicked up in his face. You know, he's going to have to pass a lot of horses. He's going to have to be the type of horse that has a, a tunnel to get from 15 lengths off to the top. And he's not going to do it. So I, I basically take those horses out and I look at what they've done in the past races. There's some horses you can eliminate right off the bat. They're not going to win. They're not going to finish top three take those horses out. So now you're down to about eight to 10 horses and then you just go through it. You focus on those eight to 10 and you go through it. Half of those horses, four of them, I'll put a win place show betting on just because I think they'll finish top three. I won't play a super factor because you got to bet four horses. And right. That's a lot. That's a lot. So trifectas and exactors and win place to show is, is where I go with my bets. And that's how I do it. Right. So um, in finance, you eliminate variables and co-variables yes. to ensure your results. So when you're going, you know, superfecta, four horses, that's a lot. I do three, trifecta. Yep. Trifecta, and then I'll choose a horse. In this case, it's Tavia. It's the horse that I'm choosing. And then we're going to pick three. Sometimes I wait right to the rate when the race starts, right? Go ahead and uh, pick three. So that's uh, last night watching the trial. Johnny Depp's lawyers are suck. They really do. Because they were supposed to come back to some points and they never got back to them. We're going to go back to Tavia, right? Yep. Uh, the trainer is yanking him, but the real trainer is Bob Baffert. Yes. Reading some stupid stuff saying that Bob Baffert was not involved. Well, listen, Bob Baffert makes a lot of money. Uh, but here I have an iPhone uh, 13, right? I have an iPhone 13. So iPhone 13, Bob Baffert, pretty much he has an iPhone 13 too. <laughs> he can FaceTime with the Yankee Dan. There's so much money involved. Yep. And from what we learned, and we'll learn about this more next week, Bob Baffert is a very competitive, competitive prideful man that he wants to win and he wants his horses to win, right? And uh, these horses uh, went abroad 
And I'm like, why these? Why are these horses going abroad? And I'm still asking that question. You know, why the horses were taken abroad? And then I look at the trainers. Back to our horse crime. It's uh, Amir Sedan, right? And if I'm not mistaken, Amir Sedan is from the United Emirates. Yeah. Let's look at Amir Sedan's net worth $1.2 billion. That's why I always say charge triple. <laughs> he's worth. He's three years younger than me, born September 17th, 1974. But he's born to the uh, Saudi. Prince family, right? We talked about Saudi Prince in the sports, uh, uh, at the horse racing true crime. And it starts with this. We'll listen to this clip, one of my favorite clips. All right, here we go. This is Dr. This started this whole investigation. Right and here. one of his owners has been a big controversy. Juice. Vegetable juice. What does that have to do with Tavia? Well, Bob Bafford doing the podcast last year. I said, you know what? Medina Spirit is spiked and is gonna win this race. And believe me, I own a condominium in Orange County. It costs a lot of money and stuff like that. But I'm not the people that I take advice from. They always say, don't take advice from somebody about money unless they live in Fiji on, a, on an island. <laughs> and they work no more than two months out of the year. That's who I take advice from. I'm in a condo. So that means that I'm not the smartest guy in the whole history of the world. <laughs> And if I can figure out without testing Medina spirit that it was spiked, right? This stuff is clear as day. And there's reporters and people, they want you to know this information. Yep. Sadly, Medina spirit spiked so much that Medina spirit died of a heart attack. Yeah. Right? Who was Medina Spears' trainer? Bob Baffert. That's why Bob Baffert is banned. But this horse is owned by a Saudi prince. What does it have to do with that vegetable juice that George Navarro was giving horses and then telling his buddies he was being so crazy and rebetting him? So he was just committing two crimes at the same time, which, again, one of the, the rules that we teach in, uh, about life, right? Life rules. Life lessons we teach on the horse racing true crime. Yep. One of those is don't commit two crimes at the same time. The other one is know your surroundings. George Navarro took his horse to a mere Zidane world. And uh, Jared Kushner, who just got $2 billion from this guy's brother, yep. billion with a B, got $2 billion, got George Navarro popped. But that leads to who else isn't getting popped? 
And how is it affecting these races? So why did uh, Tabia and the other one, of course, we're betting on, that we're going to put in a box or I might put a straight bet. It's messier. And Tom Yankin is uh, the trainer involved in that. Now, let me ask you this, Scott. And ask Scott questions because, you know, it's, it's a horse racing true crime like lawyers do, stuff like that. So, Scott, in the Santa Anita Derby, you got some more insight from some other podcasts you're listening to. Yes. Santa Anita, Santa Anita Derby. It triggers you to be able to go to the Kentucky Derby. Tavia finished first. Messier finished second. Second. Yeah. Who was the owner of Santa Anita? It had to be. It was uh, Stronage. It's the Stronage family. We talk a lot about the Stronage family because they live in the same block as. Bunny and Honey Perry <coughs> Sherman. Yep. So cops love to place people at the scene of the crime. So we can place them in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to have incentive, right? They have a horse pharmacy in Ocala, Florida, where they own a horse farm. So they own four, six horse farms and six tracks. One of them is Anita or these horses from Bal Baffert. Okay. Right. And then so you're connecting the dots there. And then you have now the Saudi Arabia connection because George Navarro, yeah. who we heard there with the vegetable juice, went back to the same he, he's breaking a lot of common sense laws here. He went yeah. back to the place of the perfect crime. So with XJet, he was $20 million in Saudi Arabia. Next time he came in 2020, they were waiting for him. This guy right here from the Saudi press who owns these other horses, you see why he was so pissed off. Yeah. That's what you need to be aware of your surroundings and say, hey, you know what? This year I already got $36 million. I'm not going to Saudi Arabia and race. It's maximum security. Yeah. yeah it's- and one of the reasons I run 12 to 1 maximum security because we learned this from Carroll, we call this Pete Carroll rule. If you live in the past, you die in the past. In the past, yeah. And yeah. before we knew the maximum security was spiked. We knew it because this guy's got mad. The prince. Yep. Yep. The Dan. Yep. All these people were mad at him and they went to their own lab in Saudi Arabia and did their own test. He came out dirty, but they still ran maximum security. They could take it dirty. The Kadikadiri has changed their lives. But it's like, come on, man. Uh, easy money for us, and that's the point, to make profit. So I won 12 to 1. What does that mean? I put $100 on Medina Spirit, and I got 1200 back. Yep. yep. And then in the print states, I went 12 to 1. I put $100, got 1200 back. So I'm up 2400 So what do I do? Do I bet 2400 on Belmont Stakes? No. No. I put $2,000 in Bitcoin and I put 400 bucks and I broke even in the, in the Belmont stakes. And I put the other uh, 400 bucks, uh, 2,400 bucks to add to the uh, football bankroll. Mm-hmm. 
there's money management here. So you're learning a lot. You're learning life lessons, yeah. money management, and how to bet the trade. So we got 12, Tavia, 12th one instead of the track. But we're educating ourselves on who these people are. Uh, in the money, right? Uh, Bruce Ryan is the breeder. And Tavia costs at the Keeneland auction. So here's some numbers for you. Money, Keeneland option, uh, auction. And it's funny how these numbers repeat themselves. The Keeneland auction, where all these horses are, the main horses are, are bought as whatever they are, like whatever you call a young horse, horse. Uh, $233 million. How much was bet on the Kentucky Derby last year? $233 million. It seems yeah. you're reading the number to a certain number for tax purposes or God knows what. But it's the same number. But with those numbers involved, that's why you charge triple. Horse race, yeah. horse at the very least, is a multi-billion dollar industry. Okay? So when you read the numbers on that George Navarro, we just heard Jason Sir's indictment, it's a joke. They were like 16 million. What? 16 million? That's been an hour in the second year. You guys got their numbers. And they sat on that case for years. And the only prosecuted was Zidane and his family in another country. Got pissed. And Jer but Jared Kirshner did that. Got him arrested because he wanted those $2 billion invest. So let's go back to this race. So okay. we're starting off with Tavia. Who are we adding on to our trifectas here? So I like Messier. I think Messier got a great draw where he is at number six. I think that um, he's going to be a horse that's going to stay in the front pack throughout most, of, if not all the race. Right. If that happens, he is going to chase down whoever's ahead and win. So he, he's a very dangerous horse. He, he's a good speed horse. The Bob a, Baffert horse. Yep. I think both Bob Baffert horses are going to be top three in this race. I, I don't think Baffert takes horses on unless he is ultra confident that they're going to finish a top three in a, a big stakes race. And of course, this is a big This is the biggest race uh, of the year. So I like I like Taba and Messier. And then I, if you go in trifecta box, I'd probably throw epicenter in the trifecta box. Well, look, well, look at this, right? This is another reason uh, I just got convinced I'm putting a $100 bet on Messier. Because one of the reasons I picked Medina Spirit in the, the one that I picked in the Belmont Stakes was does the win increase the value of the horse? Messier was bought for 470000 so Tavia, right? So now they're looking at building a trifecta here. Uh, Messier, right? $470,000. So mm -hmm. how much is a horse worth if they win one of the triple crown races? Exponentially more. Exponentially more. No doubt about it. If he wins Kentucky Derby. Security. Maximum security was a... $36,000 horse that became a $12 million horse. So this $470,000 that was paid for this horse 
selling this because of stud fees, prestige, bidding amongst rich people, ego, whatever. This now becomes a twenty million dollar horse. Yeah, and and the thing is, and you know, I'll talk about Zandon in a minute. But when you when you look at Taiba and Messier, their prices are eight to eight to one and twelve to one. I know Taiba was twelve to one when it opened. Messier, I think, is like an eight to one or a ten to one right now, and that's good. I mean, that's good value. That's fine. You know, horse racing, you don't have to pick the 20 to one uh, horses and win. Yeah, it's nice when you pick it and it comes in, but eight to one is fine you know, to me. You know, you make a profit off, bet $100, you win 800 if it's eight to one. So you make a good profit, you know, make $700 more than, than what you do. But you also got to look at a horse that, um, like, you can't pick horses that are 60 to one. Because it's just not, they're probably just not going to finish. There's somebody, people know something. People that bet horses know something on the, on this stuff. So, you know, Zandon's three to one. He's the favorite right now. One of the two favorites. I'm going to include him in a trifecta box. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to include him. He's a very good horse, um, but it's short money. It's three to one. And it could actually go down to two to one or four to five. If it's four to five, forget it. You can't bet him. You just can't do it. You're losing money on the, on the bet. So I'm going to include Zandon in a, in a couple of trifectas, but one at least. Um, I'm not going to pick him to win place or show because I'm not going to make any kind of type of money back on my bet. But Messier, Tyba, Epicenter is another horse I might throw in there. A couple of long shots, White Albert. Yeah, but, yeah, we're lopping off his favorites. Because you take it up because you only win 20%, but we might add on a trifecta, right? To make some money would be epicenter. Uh, yep. Musin, it's at seven to two, right? Uh, yeah. The breeder is Westwind Farms. The owner is Winchell Thoroughbreds, Ron Winchell. It's, 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 who is this Ron Winchell? Let's look him up here. Get old Google, see who he is. I have an idea who he is. This is never for certain. Google, uh, Wikipedia, it's not necessarily a, uh, a valid uh, reference source, but it, it it starts it it points you in a direction. Yeah, and the and the point to make on this is this. Mitchell Donuts. Mitchell, Mitchell Donuts. That's that means all the police officers are going to be betting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Your family's in the uh, law enforcement. You can make fun of them. Uh, yeah. They've made $27 million in the horse, the horses. Ron Winchell. Yep. Very unknown uh, owner. You know, probably not, not popularly known. But he's yeah. got a good horse. He's, yeah, yeah. Million dollars, they have enough money. Giga trainers, uh, yeah. Steve Amusin has won, won a lot. Yep, that's the reason why I'm including him in at least one trifecta is because the, the Asmussen effect. I, I think he can, he knows how to train him. He's been at Kentucky, uh, Churchill Downs plenty of times, knows the track, knows what Kentucky Derby Day is like, um, and he could prepare his horse, you know, that way. And that that's that's ultra important when you when you come to betting, is who the trainer is, 
who the jockey is. Now in Tabor and Messier, yeah, it's uh, Mike Smith is on Tabor, and John Velasquez is on Messier. Right. Those are two very important names. Velasquez is the winningest Kentucky Derby jockey, right? Ever, ever. This number, man. So that's why I'm leaning toward Messier to win the race because Velasquez knows when to send his horse right. and when to kind of hold him back and then send him. He's done it many times before. So yeah. Messier is a dangerous horse with Velasquez on the mount. Okay, so he's in a sixth position, right? Timmy Ankenden, John Velasquez, Bob Ashford. Mm-hmm. Back to Musa. He has. $383 million in earnings. Yep. Trainer horse. And he has a Kentucky Derby favor. Yep. Yep. So that's food for thought. I'm putting him in a trifecta. You know, a trifecta. So I might go Messier, Tavia, and Epicenter in, in my traf- trifecta. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going. It changed, right? Things change. Yep. Get more information yesterday. Uh, we'll update people on Twitter. And the other thing is, you, you got to know is every day these odds change. Right. So just because Tyba was. Horse has a heart attack. Horse breaks a leg. Horse, because uh, I think now they're going to try to cover their tracks as much as possible, which might even be worse. They might not announce something that happens because they're like, oh, they're going to know. This horse is spiked because it had a heart attack the day before or whatever, or, or has a stroke or something like that. They're like, oh, you know, it's late scratch. Nobody knows. Yeah. It happened before. I've seen it. Nobody knows what happened. Right. Right. So a couple, there, there are a couple, couple long shots that I like in this. Um, White Albario. Okay. I, I love, love his, what he's done over the last um, few months prepping for this race. I think he, he's a, a 15 to a 10 to one right now that could go up to 12 to 15 to one. If that's the case, I'm win, I'm win place of showing them. And oh, and my philosophy good. is, yeah, my philosophy has been since I've gotten into to betting horse racing is always take a look at the white horse. There's something about white horses that run much, much better in races. Nice. So he is a white horse that uh, white Alberio. Um, he, he is a strong horse. He can go the distance in this race and he can run in 201, 202 in this race. And that, that's usually what the winning time is, is 201, 202. Not saying he's going to win it, but he'll be on a win place to show for sure. And, you know, the other one. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's uh, give a little bit more information on White Abario. Okay. Uh, okay. White Abario. And the and the other thing before you go, go he's run these races. He's run against these horses, so he knows what these horses can do. So, so Oberio uh, was originally owned by the Ocala Breeder Sales Company. Has that has that na- uh, name ever come up, Ocala, in any of these uh, episodes? One of the things that uh, prompted me to do the Operation True Crime was because the Stronich family owns a horse farm in 
Ocala, Florida. And Ocala's a place you never want to go. And the one time I did go was a catering I did for uh, Bad Boy Farms owned by the Gambino family. I brought food there. And it's Ocala. And George Navarro wanted to be transferred to Ocala. And I was like, you're in New York. Why do you want to be transferred to Ocala of all places? It's a horrible jail ugly in there. Why do you want to? Why? 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 Uh, let me try to see who the owners of the Ocala Breeder Sales Company, the breed, the the owners of the horse that uh, Scott is going to bet on. I'm going to put a few dollars in there. Yep, I'm, I'm going to sprinkle lightly, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to put something on them. Ben and Brad Steven, you know, they're, they're making me go deep into figure out. <laughs> but him being from Ocala. So, yeah, anything in Ocala, uh, home of the Gambino family. There's, there's a connection there. The Storage family. And inside the Storage family, remember, the murdered billionaire couple had a horse pharmacy. And I just, uh, you and I can go, can go in there and get some uh, blood pressure, high blood pressure medication. Right. <laughs> the only naming one of the which is Norman Cass. The other owner uh, is anonymous. So you would have to file lawsuits or uh, do something to find out. Um, but highlight it is a part of it. This seems like uh, it's owned by uh, the Gambino family here. So the Gambino family horse here, White 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 Abreu, is running at what twenty to one? Uh, no, he's at ten to one right now, but he'll probably go up to twelve to fifteen to one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that's a horse you can. Run. Now, now these things make sense, right? Uh, the jockey is going to be Tyler uh, Galfanoni. <laughs> Tyler Galfanoni is your jockey. And let me put it to you this way. Both the trainer and the jockey in the Gambino family horse end with a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> right? Truth is always stranger than fiction. And, and I'll give... And I'll give you one other horse here that I watch the videos from the workouts. Um, you know, people commentate on them. There's a horse, Crown Pride, from Japan. Japanese horses have never won the Derby, have never finished, um, you know, have never finished greatly. On this video, they have said that this horse looks relaxed. Is His workouts are the best out of all 20 horses. He is gliding along during his workouts. To me, that's hugely important because he is now comfortable with the surroundings of the Derby, the track, number one. Number two, he's running the last six furlongs at 47, which is a great time for a horse at Kentucky Derby. Right. How he handles 150,000 people in the stands when Derby Day hits, I don't know. Right. But he's, he's at 20 to one right now. He's going to be on a win place, a show ticket for me. 
because at 20 to one, if he finishes second, if he doesn't win the race, I don't think he's going to win the race, but if he finishes right. second, that's huge profit oh, yeah. on a 20 to one hundred dollar bet horse. And that is something that I'm looking for. Crown Pride, seven, number seven. From Japan. Yep. Yep. He's had a phenomenal run to the Derby. His prep work has been phenomenal, and his workouts at Churchill Downs have been really, really good. Everybody's raving about him. They, they said they heard gasps from people that were watching this horse work out. So to me, that signals this horse is ready for the Derby. How is he going to handle all the noise and commotion and all that stuff right. that's around him? So he'd be one to look at at 20 to one to put on a, a win place a show because say he does win this race at 20 to one goes off at 20 to one. That's huge, huge profit. So I'm going to put him on a ticket, you know, just as he's probably going to go down a little bit to like 18 or 17 to one, right. but he's there. He's there. And he, he that's a, a good price for a, for a course that you could, finish top three. He's not going to be in a trifecta. He's not going to be in an exact. He's not going to be in any of that stuff. He's just going to be a horse that stands alone for me on a ticket. Mm. And he could pay off big. He could pay off huge. And that's what you're talking about. We, he may not win. He probably won't win. But that's profit for us if we bet, if we bet him. Yeah, so, he, I've seen horses like this sneak in and uh, end up finishing third. Yes. Yes. It gives you some flavor to your tickets. Yep. Yep. Back called backdoor backdoor finish. Yeah. You pick the winner and then you have this in a trifecta. It's profit, which 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 is one of the especially somebody like me who only bets the triple crown or races. Exactly. Exactly. So going back to um crown pride, right? This is what she's talking about. From Japan, and it's Japanese trainers. Yep, yep. So uh, there's not a lot of intel on this horse. So yeah, that's a really that's a wide. Uh, that's a long shot. It's it's a long shot. But if he hits, as they said on the on the other things I've listened to, it's like a it's a bomb. It's a bomb pick because at twenty to one. A lot of those horses don't win the Derby, but if you have them in a win place or show and he finishes second or he finishes third, you, you got to, you got some profit, which is, like, like we said, it's the key. 20% of favorites, as you said at the beginning, win the Derby. So when you look at a Zandon and you look at an Epicenter, they're probably not going to win. It's, it usually comes from the 8-1 to one to 20-1, to one, somewhere in that group wins the derby usually and you know you know there's there's some horses in that 20 to one charge it that's another horse you know he's 20 to one right now you know he's got post position eight i believe so he's right in the middle where if they get off well they could go right to the rail very quickly and and be in that lead pack coming down the stretch so this is something i always look at and then until um, to start losing money, I'm gonna bet it. But you got top pleasure, pioneer of Medina, 30 mm -hmm. to one. 30 to one. 
Arjit, which you just mentioned, Todd Pleasure, uh, Luis Asayas, and then the best jockey of the of, of, his, of the mall is Mo, uh, whatever he's Mo D O N E get G Mo Donical. Yeah, Mo Donical. Okay, so you got Mo Donical. Uh, it was $250,000 at King, that horse auction we talked about. Yep. The, uh, the Adar, uh, the, what was paid for it is what it goes off for $233 million. So it's 250000 uh, for that horse. Mo Donegal, 10 and 1. The Kentucky Derby. So the Modonico wins the Kentucky Derby. Suddenly it's worth $20 million. Yeah. And the other thing is, is based on maximum security with maximum security. Yeah. He's, he's on the one, he's on the rail. Right. But from what I've heard and read, that does, that's not exactly a killer for him that he's on the one. Usually it's a killer for a horse to get the one because if there's quicker horses that get out, they'll get pushed way into the back. They don't think he's going to get pushed way in the back. He's a fast starter. So if he's a fast starter, he can get out and get in that lead pack early on. He'll be a factor throughout the whole race. But he's got to get a perfect trip. He's got to have that tunnel where if he's back, pushed back, he can get through and get up to the lead pack going down the stretch. Oh, oh, this year, more so than ever, a horse is not coming from 10 lengths back down the home stretch to win the horse, win the race. It's going to be somebody in the top six horses coming down the stretch that's going to win this race. And I think Tava and Messier and Epicenter and um, White Alberio, those horses will be in that pack coming down the home stretch. It's just now it's just a question when you pick your trifectas, which three horses do you think will come out of that and finish top three? There's not a dominating horse in this field. Everything I've, I've, watched and seen and read there is not a dominating horse in this field so there is not a horse that they think will win the triple crown that is ultra dominating a lot of horses are in the same group and pack to come out of it so i think you have to cut your your thinking down to six horses and then pick from there that's the way i did it i know i eliminated a lot of horses right away zandon barber road I can read them off, you know, Happy Jack, uh, Classic Causeway, Tony. I eliminated all those horses. I don't think they're, they're going to win. And the other, the, here's a fact. Horse that starts in the 17th spot has never won the Kentucky Derby. Never. Right. Yeah, so okay. that's cl- that's right. Classic Causeway. Yeah. Yeah, Junior. Uh, yep. I'm trying to see the price of Charge It. How much that horse is worth? If you if you if you're daring enough, if anybody out there that's listening is daring enough to go charge it, White Elberio and Crown Pride, and that comes in in a trifecta box, so you you're gonna it's gonna be thousands of dollars that you win. Right. But I don't know anybody that's gonna yeah, be daring enough to do that. When you think that way, that never happens. <laughs> never happens. No, I'm saying it's never gonna happen. Right. But somebody out there will probably try to do it. Right. But I I would not do that. I wouldn't do that. Tabor and Messier have to be in your trifecta box someplace, I think. 
This is the pride of uh, Bob Baffert. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Asmussen has a really good horse this year, too. So I could be looking. I, I'm with you. I'm going, I'm going uh, Epicenter, Tiber, Messier as, as my top three is in a trifecta and boxing them. Because I, I think that's, that could hit. Yeah, so Charger has $230,000 worth of earnings. Yeah, he's a young horse. I mean, he's like Tabor. He's they're very young horses. Tabor has raced twice. They haven't run one both. That's for a race twice. That's for a reason. So the yeah. Florida Derby finished uh, second. White Abario won the Florida Derby. Won the Florida Derby. Wow. So. And that and that Florida Derby. Place people the crime here. The White Abario. White Aberio, the Gambino family horse from Ocala, wins the Florida Derby. Yep. Since I could have picked that, I could have picked that just purely on conspiratorial grounds. If if we had done this before the Florida Derby, White Alberio would have definitely been my pick because of of the connections. Right. Easily. I Easily. And since nineteen ninety eight, Derby is different because it's more eyes, and yep. it's two hundred thirty three million dollars. So it's it's going to be more of a cleaner cleaner race. Yeah, and and I'm not saying he's going to win because I I don't think he's going to win, but I think while White Alberio could finish top three. And I, he's at 10 to 1 right now. I could very easily see him being at 15 to 1 come Derby Day. And that would be a tremendous price to get on a win place or show ticket, 15 to 1. I, I just think it is. Right. So, so yeah. you know, I, I see Messier and Tabor, but but you could you could certainly alternate between Epicenter and White Alberio and uh, Charge It, Crown Pride. You could you could rotate off of those. Xander definitely put one of our is three to three to one. Right. I just don't like that. I think he's staying there. I don't think he's going five to one, six. To, if he goes five to one or six to one, I would think about putting him in a trifecta. Yeah, well, he's I think, starting in the center. We can get a nice clean start here at hmm. uh, three to one. The only problem I see is that I think uh, uh, Todd Pleasure is going to set a pick. Yeah. Yeah. Mo Donegal is going to be one of my trifectas. Mo Donegal at three to one, at ten to one. Yeah, and he's one of the horses that can win this. I mean, you know, like I said, usually, usually, yeah, usually you can narrow it to five. This time you can't narrow it to five. It's it's eight, six to eight right now, in my mind. And I, I'm just saying, I think T- Tabor and Messier are the two that I look at and say they're the horses that are probably the best prepared to run this this Derby race because of one factor: Bob Baffert is in the background. I just, I just think in the jockeys, you don't necessarily bet the horses; you bet the jockeys. Jockeys and the jockeys of Velasquez and Smith, and that's that's another reason. Those are two guys that have won before. 
And we're the only podcast that has brought that fact up. The other ones I've listened to have not talked about Velasquez or Mike Smith on the on the rides. And that's what, you bet. that's what you bet. That's why I say they're trying to hide information so you don't get to and you don't make money of this. But yeah, you know, Velasquez and Mike Smith, if you're betting the jockeys and not the horses, that's yeah. who you have to look at. Yeah, because Velasquez is the winningest Kentucky Derby jockey. He right. knows what to do. He just does. And and to me, he's on Messier. So to me, that that puts Messier to the forefront of my thinking and my betting. Right. I, I, in horse racing more so than – because you hear in football, Belichick goes to the Super Bowl. He knows what to do. More so in horse racing – you got a jockey on the mount that knows the track, the atmosphere, and what to do. That's invaluable. That's really invaluable to what you bet. So, all right. Yeah. So, that's Kentucky Derby. Uh, to recap, what I'm doing is so I'm putting uh, hundred dollar bets on Tavia twelve to one, uh, Messier at eight to one. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, hundred dollars on Mo Denigal, ten to one. And then a uh, hundred dollars with some trifectas. That's where I'm gonna put epicenter in there, and I'll put uh, Zandon in there with Tavia, who I think. Yeah, that's my trifecta, and I'm gonna leave it at there for now. I might do something. I'll read and see what's going on. And I, and I might do something. Um, game time, right? Right right before the uh, right derby. Before the derby. And we'll be okay. fixed on Twitter. Yep. Going on. But, but the, the, the one point I want to leave people with is this. If you believe in Tabor and you believe in Messier, bet them now right. the prices are gonna go down you're gonna lose money i've already bet Tabor. as soon as as soon as we're done i'm gonna put a bet in on messier because i don't want to get them down to five to one four to one where it's not much money and you can't really bet them so Tabor you, you, and messier i would bet right now because their odds are going down because messier's been the talk of the horse racing podcast world is that a lot of people are starting to gravitate toward him. So he's going to go down. He's not going to go back up. He's going to go down. Tabor, same way. Tabor's 12 to 1. I bet him right away because everybody said that's a bogus uh, odds for him. Right. Sure enough, he's coming down because people are betting him. So uh, I'm just saying, if you believe in a horse and he's got high odds, if you believe in right of burial. The other thing you do uh, wait. You can uh, wait. Geopolitics. We want Saudi Arabia to yep. put more oil in the market to lower the price of oil so Putin gets less money to fight Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and horse and the same thing we'll say before the preakness in the Belmont. You like a horse, bet him. And I'll give you a heads up. Sorry, but don't be don't don't be married, especially to one horse. Right, exactly. Like exactly. Bet all year, 
who just bets a triple crown race, don't don't uh, get married to a horse. Go ahead and do a trifecta. Yep. These horses, because I'm going to do a box. See, that's my box. I'll post that too, whatever I box in. Yep. Uh, you know, because you want to give yourself more chances to either break even, because I don't bet this every day, or make a profit the way I did last year. See, I was not on Crown Pride, and then I, I watched the morning workout videos, and everybody said that the the crowd was gasping when they saw him run, and he's been running comfortably and consistently. That made me decide to put a bet on him. Right. It may not pan out. It may not pan out. But if somebody's saying he's running comfortably. Well, you got to track your money, right? You can track your money. Yes. You got to track on your trifecta you're doing, horses you bet straight, and then at the end you're going to come up with a number that yeah. has to more than what you put in right if you bet make five bets and you win four that's a win that's a win right to me that's a win because you won 80 percent of your bets than when you started with. and as, as josh always says your bankroll looks a lot more fatter than when you started so exactly. that's important that's important NBA playoffs. exactly nfl playoffs college nba playoffs yes all of that so good luck to Good luck to everybody. I mean, I, I hope that, you know, you win your bets and we what help you out. out. Always do your research. Uh, absolutely. And do your research going in. You still got a day. Be, you know, it's not till Saturday. This right. is Thursday. Right. You know, watch the videos. Do your research. So. So we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. One down.